Hello everybody. On we go in the wisdom of Solomon in your Old Testament Apocrypha. And if you remember there in chapter 2 we talked about uh, this underlying current that uh, is a kind of a little parabolic meaning to the crucifixion and the mindset of the atheist swine, the Darwinist that thinks he's so clever and when you're dead you're dead he can't see past the end of his fleshly nose and his mindset and his uh, survival of the fittest and examining things through torture how about that so it is an expose there in two of the uh, Darwinian Galton Darwin atheist swine okay headed over the cliff they are yes indeed so that moves on here we talked about the death of the uh, saint there being tortured by the ungodly but here in three it talks about the godly are happy in their death and in their troubles the wicked are not no not their children they are they that are pure are happy and uh, the adulterer and his seed shall perish here in chapter 3 and the wisdom of Solomon so here we go chapter 3 verse 1 says but the souls of the righteous are in the hand of God and there shall no torment touch them in the sight of the unwise they seemed to die and their departure is t taken for misery and they're going from us to be utter destruction but they are in peace in forces for though they be punished in the sight of men yet is their hope full of immortality and having been a little chastised they shall be greatly rewarded for God proved them and found them worthy for himself and once again we talk about being tried in the furnace of adversity and how that refines us for the Lord listen to this in 6 it says here uh, as gold in the furnace hath he tried them and received them as a burnt offering how about that one seven and in the time of their visitation they shall shine and run to and fro like sparks among the stubble there is your similitude language and there is the return with Christ of the saints there okay they're with Christ and uh, here they are sparks among the stubble compare that to all your prophecies then okay uh, in eight the future of the saints here they, and uh, in eight they shall judge the nations and have dominion over the people and their Lord shall reign forever and that is Jesus Christ folks 
9 it says they that put their trust in him shall understand the truth and such as be faithful in love shall abide with him for grace and mercy is to his saints and he hath care for his elect okay so there you are out there <laughs> All right, now we switch gears in 10. It says, But the ungodly shall be punished according to their own imaginations, which have neglected the righteous and forsaken the Lord. Okay, now imagination, once again, is always a bad term. It is a wicked conspiracy of the heart that uh, the ungodly soldier for Satan imagines to do in his heart and it is pure evil imagination now that's the meaning here in the old English it certainly is in 11 it says for whoso despiseth wisdom and nurture he is miserable and their hope is vain their labors unfruitful and their works unprofitable okay so what is their goal in this uh, wicked satanic Darwinian um, contact the fallen angels conspiratorial world they're setting up well one is to have the ten unseen merchant kings sitting on their throne uh, to the world is wise men see to govern the world to put Lucifer on a throne there uh, to rule and reign over the earth as a dictator and uh, to uh, contact and mesh with the fallen angels including giants and uh, these ungodly spirits that are out here we want to bring those back we want to free those that are in hell and uh, we want to take over the universe. We want to set our seat in the heavens and be like the Most High. Yeah. So there's a conspiracy on every corner with these people. But it ain't going to work, folks. It ain't going to work. They do not like nurture or wisdom. Their labors are uh, unfruitful. Yeah, the world government's going down it has zero chance of being successful okay 42 months and bye bye antichrist but what about these people that uh, love Lucifer they love the world government they love the UN they love the great conspiracy over the earth they just get all giddy over that in 12 their wives are foolish and their children wicked their offspring is cursed uh, wherefore blessed is the barren that is undefiled which hath not known the sinful bed she shall have fruit in the visitation of souls so there you are with spiritual fruit that this lady's making here notice it says she in 14 and blessed is the eunuch which 
with his hands hath wrought no iniquity, nor imagined wicked things against God. For unto him shall be given the special gift of faith and an inheritance in the temple, capital T, of the Lord, more acceptable to his mind. In 15, for glorious is the fruit of good labors, and the root of wisdom shall never fall away. Yes, sir, we're being fed by that Holy Ghost and that nourishment, the milk of the word, and graduating to the strong meat will never go away. Those are nourishments that will last forever, okay? Long after the flesh, this weak flesh that we have is gone. 16. As for the children of adulterers, they shall not come to their perfection, and the seed of an unrighteous bed shall be rooted out. 17. For though they live long, yea, shall they be nothing regarded, and their last age shall be without honor. Or if they die quickly, they have no hope, neither comfort in the day of trial. Okay, so there you're being judged. There is a second death for them. For horrible is the end of the unrighteous generation. Okay? The generation not only means time period, it means bloodlines too. And this four is going to go right into it. It's called bastard slips. If we're laying a foundation, slips are the forms that form the uh, foundation. And these are bastard slips. What does that mean? No, it ain't just some adulterer. These people are mingled with the seed of the fallen angels, folks. That's what it means here. Listen to this in four as we go on. It's as better it is to have no children and to have virtue, for the, the memorial thereof is immortal, because it is known with God and with men. Okay, virtue, remember, that is, that's tied right to the Holy Ghost. Two, it says, when it is present, men take example at it. And when it is gone, they desire it. It weareth a crown and triumpheth forever, having gotten the victory, striving for undefiled rewards. Those are the spiritual rewards that we are sure to get out there, saints. Three, it says, but the multiplying brood of the ungodly shall not thrive, nor take deep rooting from bastard slips, nor lay any fast foundation. So notice the slips, those are the forms that form the foundation of this ungodly worldly temple, and it's not going to come uh, to its fruition. You see, this world government, they're building up this world to fall before the Lord God Almighty. In 4 it says, For though they flourish in 
branches for a time. Yet standing not fast, they shall be shaken with the wind. And through the force of winds, they shall be rooted out. And these winds are more than just uh, what you uh, see out here today. It's a windy day outside, 50 mile an hour winds. That's not what we're talking. We're talking about the spiritual wind. Yes, indeed we are. And, and when it comes to the Bible, you got to look out for that because Satan himself says he's the spirit of the wind. But that ain't who's guiding these winds. This is spiritual power. This is from God Almighty, and it's going to root out the ungodly bastard slip production of these Nephilim, Rephium type creatures and all the people that lust after it through their Kabbalah, through their Talmud, through their Zohar, and through their raw Satanism. In five, listen to this. The unperfect branches shall be broken off, their fruit unprofitable, not ripe to eat, yea, meat for nothing. That's exactly what that's talking about. It ain't talking about a vineyard. It's talking about children of men. And these have what? Have the same problem they did back before the flood. Yes, indeed. The unholy angels came down and bred with the children of men and produced these Nephilim giant foreheads, two rows of teeth, six-digit fingers and toes. Yes, indeed, giants and dwarfs, ungodly to look at many times. And they were produced before the flood and after the flood, the Bible says. In 6 it says, For children begotten of unlawful beds are witnesses of wickedness against their parents in their trial. And that's the trial of, uh, with the Lord here. And the fact is that if you're breeding with the fallen angels, you're in big trouble. If you lust after the uh, contact with the familiar spirit and all that, that goes along with it, angel worship. You're in trouble. Seven, it says, but though the righteous be prevented with death, yet shall he be in rest. For honorable age is not that which standeth in length of time, nor that is measured by number of years. But wisdom is the gray hair unto men, and uh, an unspotted life is old age. Okay, in 10, he pleased God and was beloved of him, so that living amongst sinners he was translated. So he was what? Called up hither. So this is more about passing away. This, this, this goes right back into chapter 2 and 3. Notice here, he's translated, okay? And that can be a term there, call up hither, like in the uh, vials there. When the second, uh, when the first sickle goes in, but right before the second sickle, and he gathers his wheat into the barn, 
That is, that is the call of a hither here. Translation, the gift of the Holy Ghost given to people like Enoch, who was called up. Eleven. Yea, speedily was he taken away, lest that wickedness should alter his understanding, or deceit beguile his soul. So, the Lord called him home. The Lord knew the fruit was ripe here. Okay, that's the similitude language again, folks. You know what I'm saying. The fruit is ripe on the tree. The Lord knows it. And he knows when to call his saints home. Well, that's a comfort. Listen to this in 12. For the bewitching of naughtiness doth obscure things that are honest. And the wandering of concupiscence doth undermine the simple mind. Okay, I think we need to give a meaning to that word. It's used over and over. It's a good Old Testament, New Testament word. It means ungodly lusts, an unnatural seeking of the ungodly things, uh, a uh, terrible lust for the worldly wealth, and unnatural sexual desires. That's a good definition of it, isn't it? Okay, so there's that. 13, he being made perfect in a short time, fulfilled a long time. So, this uh, particular saint, whoever he or she was, uh, was ready to go. The fruit was ripe. 14, for his soul pleased the Lord, therefore hasted he to take him away from among the wicked. Thus the people saw, and understood it not, neither laid they up this in their minds. Capital T, that his grace and mercy is with his saints, capital S, and that he hath respect unto his chosen. Okay, so see, the, the stupid people don't understand all this. 16. Thus the righteous that is dead shall condemn the ungodly, which are living, and youth that is soon perfected, the many years and old age of the unrighteous. Okay, so uh, this is what it's all about. It's all about refining the gold. And if there's uh, a trash trash pile human being that loves Lucifer that's the other end of it okay and it doesn't matter how many years he lives he's still a trash pile he's not progressing he doesn't know the Lord that's trouble for them is it not in 17 for they shall see the end of the wise and shall not understand what God in his counsel has decreed of him and to what end the Lord hath set him in safety. So you see, this is God's pleasure to take his saints home. Okay, so it may look like death to the unlearned, but we know that the godly are with the Lord. 18. They shall see him and despise him, but God shall laugh them to scorn, and they shall hereafter be a vile carcass and a reproach among the dead forevermore. So, 
people mocking at the saints, people that don't know the Lord, people that want to saddle up there with the mystery school of Babylon and get Lucifer's benefits. What are they here? What are they? Are they not a vile carcass? And are they not living with the double dead here in hell? They certainly are. And uh, this is he, and this is God, for he shall rend them and cast them down headlong, that they shall be speechless. And he shall shake them from the foundation. Get that? What did we say earlier? The bastard slips the foundation laid by the ungodly in the world. He shall shake them from the foundation and they shall be utterly laid waste and be in sorrow and their memorial shall perish. And that's for the people that do not know Jesus Christ. I don't care what part of the Osirian cycle, religious, whether it's the obelisk or any of the other 13 pieces of their religions, all set there to take people to hell. Lucifer's great goal is to drag as many of us to hell with him. That's right. That's his goal. Because he knows that he ain't taking over. He knows he's not defeating Christ. He knows that. It's the stupid people down here that he's brainwashed and lied to. They're the ones that don't know. In 20 it says, And when they cast up the accounts, this is Judgment Day, of their lives they shall come with fear and their own iniquities shall convince them to their face once again that's another description of judgment day here folks uh, and we have plenty of those we have uh, lots of descriptions of hell uh, Christ himself talked about hell more than he did heaven Okay, so it's important to fear the Lord here, folks. And so we appreciate you studying here today. We're going to get this up to you, and we're going to continue on here in the wisdom of Sirach.